every person here is healed from head to toe. You may be here and you need healing. Would you lift your hand? We're going to pray right now for those who need healing in their body. Over here, Jan. Over here, Sandy. Over here, Mike. Connie, let's get our hands on these people. Look around, find somebody. Father, in the name of Jesus, says you break my chains. You break my chains. You set me free. Hallelujah. Can you just lead us one more time? You break my chains. You break my chains. In Jesus' name. Go ahead. Right now, God is you, going to break your... Yeah, you go ahead. played my cause. Yes. You read my wrong. Receive the healing right now. You break my chains. <clears throat> you overcome. You gave yeah. your life. That's the healing anointing of God right now. To give me mine. And you say yeah. that I am free. Now sing it out. Let that healing come into you your life today. Whatever the freedom you need. You break my chains. Thank you, Jesus. You overcome. You yes. gave your life to give me mine. You say that I am free. How can it be? How can it be today? Because of Jesus. Lord, we thank you today. Healing and wholeness. Those of you that had your hands up, I believe the anointing of God was here to deliver, to save, to heal this morning. We just need to reach up and grab hold of it, take it into our heart, take it into our life because it's available. And you know what? It costs Jesus a high price, but for you, it's free. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank God. God. It's free. free. Yeah, let's give God a big hand this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to make our confession, and then um, I believe you're in for just a wonderful morning this morning. Um, We're going to talk about friends and family. And, uh, you know, we can have both, and sometimes family are friends. So we're just going to talk about that, and I believe God is going to bless your heart. Um, I believe that God has a purpose and a destiny that he wants us to fill. He called Abraham friend. And so God cares about friendships. He cares that we have relationships that are solid and that we can count on people. So let's make this confession this morning. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Turn to somebody and say, it's so simple, it's hard to mess it up. I heard Brother Copeland say, once you need help to mess it up. Uh, as the ushers are coming, get our yeah, our stools here. Um, I just want to um, give you a few scriptures. We're going to talk about friends this morning, friends and family. But, um, you know, I, I just felt to share, you know, there can be a friend or a foe. How, how many of you know there's both? Even in the uh, Word of God, it says in these last days, we need to be careful who we... Um, look to or choose to be a friend, choose to be influenced by, because there'll be wolves in sheep's 
clothing. And uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes people can appear to be someone that you'd want to have a relationship with, want to be a friend with, but then you find out that wasn't what God had planned. And it was really uh, a decoy, if you will, to take you away from the real relationships God wants us to be in. And uh, relationships, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24, we're just going to go through these scriptures, Sandy, right here in a row. Uh, a man has friend, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. You know, I hear somebody, uh, I've heard different ones say actually through the years, well, you know, I don't have very many friends and uh, nobody seems to like me. Well, sometimes we have to be friendly first. Everybody say friendly first, <laughs> friendly first. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs seventeen seventeen is a scripture that talks about how close a friend should be to us. If you could put that one up. Do you have that one back there, Sandy? It says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Um, in my Bible, it gives a commentary on that, and it says, friendship is not at its best when there's prosperity. It's at its best when there's trouble. And how many of you know that's when you really need those relationships that are going to support you and hold you up in that situation? John 15, 13 uh, talks about Jesus and how he, he said he no longer calls us servants, but he calls us friends. Uh, if you could put that one up, John 13, 15, and, or 15, 13, I'm sorry, and 15. Jesus laid down his life because he loved us. Everybody say he loved us. And so when he laid down his life, he did it for his friends and we are his friends uh not because we're perfect not because we do everything right not because we always make the right decisions or that would exclude some of us it says greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends well what does that mean well that means there's going to be times when being a friend to somebody is maybe not the most popular thing you know maybe other people don't understand why you're friends you know they didn't understand why jesus was a friend of the tax collectors they didn't understand why he seemed to have relationship with people that the religious people thought you shouldn't have friendships with or you shouldn't reach out to god has friends for us that god's going to work in those relationships uh jesus friends that he had his 12 disciples in the end they all deserted him every one of them they deserted him uh peter even denied him you know job job had a group of friends do you remember job's friends they all had wonderful advice uh, God wasn't pleased with any of them. He didn't agree with any of their advice. But in the end, when Job prayed for his friends, it says, as he prayed for his friends, everything that he had lost was restored to him double. Everybody say double. So, you know, friendships uh, play a, a big role in our lives. There's some that come for a season, and then they're not there anymore. You know, I love some of my high school friends. In fact, this week I'm having lunch with the girl uh, that way back long time ago, Sandy Hyatt, she was here on my birthday. I haven't seen her in a long time, but when we get together, it'll be like we've never been apart. I mean, we just pick up and go again. Those are the friends that are lifetime friends. But, you know, sometimes a lot of the high school friends, I went to the class reunion. I couldn't even, I looked at them and thought, who are you? I'm sure they were looking at me thinking, well, who are you? <laughs> you know, because those relationships change just like the way we look changes, you know, over those years. But it doesn't mean that they have to be broken relationships. It just means that there's seasons where we have friends and they play a vital role in our life. And hopefully all friendships make both people better. In other words, 
we make someone else's life better while somebody else is maybe making our life better. It may not even be the same friend that adds to your life what you add to somebody else's, but friends are supposed to be there for a win-win. Not one person gains and the other person really uh, doesn't know anything. I've, I watched a movie once and, and uh, you know, sometimes we can know a lot about the other person because we listen. The other person has no no clue about us. Have you ever been around somebody like that? But yet they think you're, you're their best friend. Why? Because you listen all the time. We just have to know what our part is in every relationship and be who God called us to be. So today, um, different personalities fit into the picture differently. And uh, my granddaughter is going to come. Annabelle, you want to come on up? And she's going to share. And I, I have some uh, things I've just gone on Facebook and Twitter. Annabelle likes to Twitter. Her personality is talk all the time. If nobody's talking, somebody talk. And it, usually Annabelle has something to say. So praise the Lord. Now, what, you know, her personality just loves, loves people. She loves, loves to talk to people, loves to get, get excited about everything when maybe other people aren't quite as excited. But all of us have a part. Everybody say a part. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, I put up here, if you could put that, all those things up, that you won't be able to read them as much, but um, this was one of her uh, quotes about two year a year ago when she finally left home. She's in college, second year at Purdue, but she stayed home the first year and then got her own place. We're going to talk about that. Um, she said, I've spent quite a lot of time at home lately, and I must say, I've enjoyed it immensely. Come August, I'll be in my own little home, but my heart will always be with my parents and my siblings. Everybody say friends and family. <laughs> her mom and dad are over here and her brothers. I don't know how they feel, but she... she <laughs> Lots of laugh and love. I feel so crazy fortunate to be a part of the Camp Family Circus. This, <laughs> it is like that. This week, her car uh, had another opportunity. How many of you know that teenagers' cars seem to always have a lot of opportunities? If you're a parent, there's always, there's always something to pay for. And uh, so this was her take on it. My car is losing its brakes, but it's been a blessing in disguise. I love being able to spend time with Joe and Laura during the week. That's her mom and dad. She calls them Joe and Laura now. Um, last week, she put this, just napped in my brother's room while he was out, and now I'm about to eat dinner. I love Sundays with my family. You know, you never uh, need to be separated from your family, no matter how old you grow. You still can be included in that. And I love this one. My grandpa gave me, boys gave me boy advice. Give him a questionnaire. Number one, how much do you really like me? That's what she's supposed to do, the boy she dates, if she, if she wants to know. I love this one. Uh, Sydney, that's right, Sydney right here, her cousin. Grandmas, this is you and me. We've been talked about. We've been talked about on Twitter. They've been Twittering about us. And she says, wash my hair. <laughs> we don't say wash, we say wash. I'm going to go wash my hair. They think that's really hilarious. Hallelujah. And then I love, this is my very favorite of all. If I marry a man with the same personality and sense of humor as my grandpa, I'll be set. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, that's family. <laughs> now, we're going to talk a little bit about this move out of your house first. And here, oh, wait, we got to get you a microphone. There you go, girl. Thank you. Can you okay. hear me? I, I can hear you. Turn her up. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, first, we're going to talk about... Um, 
her, her move and leaving home and moving into her apartment. And I asked her to share a little bit about that because, you know, when you make a change like that, that's huge. And so uh, go ahead, Annabelle, tell them how that went. All right. Well, I lived at home my freshman year, and then I told my parents, all right, I'm ready to move out. You know, I'm leaving the nest. So I got a second job, and I was like, all right, you know, like planned to like pay my own bills. I was like, this is going to be great. So after vacation, I started like packing up, and I was like, you know, I was doing fine. And then like the night before, everything was in a box. And I was like, I don't even really have clothes, like to wear right now, and I started thinking, this can't be good. Like, I'm leaving. So then the next day, we move into my apartment, and all of my family came with me. So I think I was moved in in maybe, like, two hours. Like, all my clothes were put away. I didn't even know where any of my clothes really went. Like, everybody just put them away for me. And I just kind of sat there, and they moved all my stuff in, and then they moved everything in. They're like, all right, see you later, and they left. (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay. So then, like, 30 minutes in, I'm like, I am terribly bored. Like, I am so bored. And they just left me. They just left me there. And I was like, all right. So week one, and my friends, like, my best friends um, from high school, there's, like, four of us. And we went to Applebee's one night. And they're like, we're sitting there eating. And they're like, Annabelle, are you okay? I was like, I'm I'm great. And they're like, are you sure? Like, you don't look okay. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not okay. And I started bawling. (laughs) And Applebee's, I just lost it. I was like, I just miss my family. And they're like, you've been out for a week. I'm like, I know, and I'm getting better about it, but I still will go home, and like, but now it's like official. There was no turning back. I, Carter took my room, and so now I just like go there, and we'll sleep sometimes, and eat, and hang out with them, but then I go back. I'm like, all right. My dad called me the other day, and he's like, hey, uh, are you home? I was like, no, I'm at my apartment. He's like, no, I consider that home now for you, and I'm like, okay, so it's been different. I love my apartment. I love my roommate, but... It was definitely different. I'm still not very, you know, still not used to it completely. But, And then you made some new friends in your joining up to get an apartment. Yes, I moved in with a girl from high school who I just loved. And she found our third roommate because we had three bedrooms. So she found our third roommate. Um, she did livestock with the girl, like dated her brother, whatever. And um, I learned a lot from living with people that weren't my family. So... Like, I mean, one roommate, you know, everything went out. It was great. Everything worked out perfectly. And then the other one I had a lot of issues with. And I'm the kind of person that's like, listen, I know exactly what you need to do. And if you just, if you just do it, things are going to be awesome. Like, and that's not how it worked out. And I, call, I called her, like, every day. I was like, you'll never guess what she did. Like, you'll never guess what happened. And I realized, like, I just learned, you know, like, not everybody's raised like me to, like, knows what I know or, you know, does things differently, and it's okay. But it wasn't really okay. (laughs) But, you know, I learned a valuable lesson from living with somebody that I didn't really get along with, you know? I felt like I was, it was kind of like what you said, like, I was kind of, like, the one trying to, like, constantly give her what she wanted. But then she wasn't trying, you know, to help me out. Be like, hey, are you doing okay? Anything you need? She'd be like, no. And then she would never ask me, Annabelle, are you doing okay? Anything you need? I thought, well, this is different. (laughs) So, but then, uh, you know, Ashley, she's great. I love her to pieces, so. These pictures are uh, some, there's these four girls that were your high school friends? Yeah, I met them when I went to Harrison. And I met them my sophomore year of high school. And we're all still best friends so and, and her, at her house they have family dinner on sunday nights when they can how many of you know life's busy and mm-hmm. so they have family dinners well then the other day she said well i'm having a family dinner and i'm thinking she's having her family over but she's having her friends My friends she calls them her family now yeah. 
yeah. you see when you when you make that change and transition you know it's to grow you into other relationships that then can fill some of that void but they also are taking you into a new arena you'll always have your family that you lived with but then we have to learn to get along with other people mm-hmm. and it's it's been a year to learn that sure has <laughs> Now, you know, the Bible says, show yourself friendly. Everybody say, show yourself friendly. You know, and that helps you make friends. Well, Annabelle is so friendly that we've just had a few opportunities I felt she should share with you on learning to not be too friendly. What should I do first? Oh, whichever one you want. All right, I'll start with the not. Hallelujah. They're all very crazy. Well, I didn't even know this was a thing until, like, (laughs) I moved out. And my parents were like, Annabelle, you know, maybe tone it down on the friendliness. And I'm like, nah, you can never be too friendly. But no, you can because I was like walking on campus by myself, minding my own business, probably just talking to myself because I get so bored. And so I'm just walking, and these two, these two guys are nicely dressed. They come up to me, and um, I'm like, I realize they're coming towards me, and I'm like, okay. And they say, hey, can we ask you a question? And they have like these name tags on, and one I couldn't read; it was in a different language, and the other one um, said elderly, and I thought. That is an unfortunate name. Like, your first name's Elder. And your first name's Elder and your last name's Lee. Like, elderly. So I was beside myself. I was like, oh, this poor boy, you know? So he's like, can I ask you a question? And I said, absolutely. Because if anybody asks me that on campus, I say yes. Because it is, I'm contributing to research. So I say yes. So he asked me this question, and I'm like... And it wasn't even really, like, relevant. And I gave him my answer, and I thought, all right, good job, Annabelle. You did, you know, you did your duty. So I start walking away, and they're like, no, can we ask you another question? I said, sure. And they start asking me, you know, like, do you go to church anywhere? So then I just start blabbing. Oh, yeah, like, my grandparents, they had this church, like, on Earl Avenue. You should come, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, well, our church is right over here. Like, um, are you very religious? Do you want to, like, sit down, maybe talk about your beliefs and things? And I thought, well, this is kind of weird. You know, like... But um, I was like, well, and I tried to think, how do I, you know, back out of this conversation, kind of. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't think it's going to work out. Like, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I have class till about 4.30 in uh, this building. And I'm like, and then, you know, I work at this pottery studio right down at the levee. So I start telling them my whole life, my schedule, where they can find me if they need me. And I'm like, oh, I go to lunch with my friend on Tuesdays. And next thing you know, I'm panicking. And I think I'm, like, starting to sweat a little bit. And I'm like, well, you know what? If you want to come to lunch with us on Tuesday, you can come. And then I realized I just invited them to lunch. Like, I invited them. So then I ended up meeting with, and then I call her, and I'm like, I'm meeting with this guy named Elder. And she's like, what? No. And then she tells me, you're meeting with Mormons. And I'm like, I was beside myself. And so then I realized, okay, too friendly. And then... And then another time, I go into my apartment complex, and I'm, I'm just kind of frustrated with the other roommate, and I'm in there with Ashley, and I don't know what we are going in there for, but we had to wait on something. So we go in there, and there's this guy sitting there, and I'm just kind of mad, so I'm just like, hey, you know, asking him what his name is, and he tells me his name, and I'm like, oh, you know, if you need a place, if you need to rent out an apartment, if that's why you're here, we have an extra room. You can just, you can just stay there. And Ashley, like, looks at me, and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, he's not actually going to live there. It's just, I'm just saying. And so I'm like, you know, whatever. If, you're, if you find yourself in a situation, we have the spare room. You know, this girl isn't very nice. Well, so then um, I call my dad. I'm in the lobby, and I can still see him. And uh, 
these three cop cars like pull in to the to the um, apartment complex, and I call my dad. I say, "Listen, I'm gonna have to call you back. I think someone's getting arrested." And he's like, "What? No, what?" And I hang up. And this guy, and this guy comes up to the guy that I just invited into my apartment and goes, "Do you mind stepping outside for a minute?" And they arrested him right in front of my eyes. He was wanted. So I invited a wanted man into my apartment, and then I realized too friendly. That's why we, we all counsel, we all help, we all try to give input, don't we? <laughs> she calls in emergencies right away. <laughs> right away, and tell that last one. Was there another one? Oh, when I took the guy home. Yes. Yeah, and then one time I was, like, leaving class, and this guy would always talk to me, and he was nice. And um, he lived in a dorm, like, way out. And I had a parking pass, so I parked in the garage. And so one day we're leaving, class got canceled, and we're leaving early. And I see him, like, he's walking with me, talking about something I don't even know what he's talking about. And his, I see his bus pull up. And I'm like, all right, there he goes, you know, like, ready to say my goodbyes. And his bus is, like, starting to take off, and he's still walking with me. And I'm like, well, this can't be good. Like, his dorm is forever away. And I'm like, okay. So I just keep walking and walking, and we get to the garage. And I'm like, well, I'm starting to get nervous. And I'm like, okay. And he said, do you mind driving me to my dorm? And I didn't want to tell him no. It was, like, snowing. And I said, Sure. So I drove him, like, to his apartment. The sh- basically, I drove a stranger because I didn't really know him. And I called my mom. She's like, are you on your way or something? I said, yeah, I just dropped off this kid at his dorm. She's like, who? And I was like, good question. I don't really know who he was. <laughs> and she's like, what? You drove a stranger? What? I was like, you're right. And so I never did it again. <laughs> well, that wasn't the only thing. She went up in the parking garage with him yeah, like to get her car. By herself. So we've had to learn. You can't always be real, you know, too friendly. Everybody say too friendly. God wants us to have healthy relationships. And, uh, and I think, you know, with her personality, she, she's talking bef- and, and already, like she said, inviting people to lunch that she doesn't know who they are. I mean, she was telling us how sad his name was Elder. Well, you know, in the, in the Mormon, that you know, if you're an elder, you're, you're in a position there. So anyway, hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody helped her get out of that one. Praise Jesus. Okay. Um, now, I want you to share because, uh, you know, there's always guys around, you know, uh, wanting to have dates and do things. And... Uh, what did you finally decide about that? I read your blog. Yeah. Well, I started a blog, and it was mainly for just myself. And I started out my 19th birthday so I could, like, my plan was to write in it every single day so I could look back and see a whole year's worth of my life, just like my documented words. Well, I'm not very good at that because it went, like, four months without writing in it. But <laughs> one of my entries was about, like, relationships and um, I think my mom and my grandma are probably my only readers. And so she saw it. And it was all about, like, I'd watched, like, a Nicholas Sparks movie. It's all about Nicholas Sparks. And, you know, they're, like, so romantic and cute. You can't even help yourself. And so I was thinking about it, and I was like, that's kind of what every girl wants is, like, what this movie, like, portrays, you know? Like, this really cute guy that, like, will, like, dance with you and stuff. And I don't know, just, like, this cute little romantic relationship. And they love you all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's, like, great. You know, like, every girl wants that. And then I kind of thought, well, like, that's basically what God, like, what Christ is, you know, like, that's, like, the greatest type of love ever. 
And I was like, so why are all these girls freaking out? Like, trying to get these boys to love them when they have, like, the best love ever, you know, through Christ. And so that was kind of my thing. I was like, if he made a movie, and at the end, like, the guy was really Jesus, oh, uh, he'd be way richer than he is already. <laughs> these were some of her blogs. Couldn't wake myself up this morning for service, so I'm sitting in my living room to, uh, listening to the message online. Audio church is lit. That means it's good if you're older like me. Lit. Uh, then I love this one. Just tripped on a perfectly even sidewalk and yelled, whoa. This is God telling me to stop wearing socks and sandals. <laughs> you need to conclude God in your everyday life, you know, so that you know that you're fellowshipping with the Lord. He's your friend. He's the one that you talk to as a young person when you don't know what to do. It, it begins with... Uh, Middle school, it begins all the way from being a young child. But from 13 on, children are making their decisions about what they're going to do with their life. And they don't always make the right ones. You know, I mean, Annabelle's made her share. I've made, I made much worse ones. These are not nearly what I did. But, you know, we grow in our knowledge of Jesus, hopefully, and him being our friend. That we do, you know, when you trip over the sidewalk, you know, you're not swearing. You're going, whoa think that's God telling me to stop wearing these socks in my sandals. You know, that, that means you have relationship. Everybody say relationship. Uh, this one is sometimes I picture God up there cracking up when he puts me in these awkward situations. And this was what she thought God would say. This will have her confused for a week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number one priority to live the word of God. Then she put, you can't live what you don't know. You know, I appreciate her vocalness you know, now, sometimes as her family, we probably too think <laughs> maybe a little too vocal or talks too much. But, you know, there's people her age that are reading all this. And I think that's what's really key to young people is to know it's okay to have fun and love Jesus. In fact, I know she's designated a lot of times to go pick up people that have had just a little too much. A little too much. Yeah, a little too much. Uh and so she's the designated driver to call for that. Um, always leave people better than you found them. Live a balanced life, staying humble during life's peaks and hopeful during its lows. I watch her mother. She, she Twitters her all the time. Now, you know, I am not a big social media person. But for this age and young people, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So I encourage all of you that are here today, if you have young people that are out there, get on what they're on. Because that's how you know what they need. If, if you never see that, I'm telling you, Annabelle doesn't call me. Well, she calls me when there's emergency. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Or like if I, something exciting happened. Yeah, something exciting Ooh. or an emergency. Yeah. But her daily life is lived with all her peers. And so we can, we, if I put something on Facebook, she will read that. If I put something on Twitter, she would really read it because she'd be amazed that I found out how to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's important. Everybody say important. That we learn to have godly relationships young, which she's learned all through her life. And now she's learning how to do it by herself. And how many of you remember when you first did it by yourself? It's better to have the Lord with you than to be on your own. Amen. Thank you, Annabelle. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, some of my grandchildren I could ask to do that, and they go, no way, Jose, I'm not getting up in front of anybody. <laughs> but Miss Annabelle, you know, I appreciate her being willing to share with us because we all do do things that we think later that was not too smart. But 
God uses it in our life to take us to another level. Come on up, Kelson and Hannah. This is um, Kelson. By the way, Annabelle teaches in our clubhouse uh, a couple of Sundays a month, and uh, she'll put on there what the little kids say to her. And it's fun to hear what the kids are doing, too. You guys can have a seat. I'll uh, see. We have this one here, Hannah. You get the nice chair. Hallelujah. Yes. This is Hannah and Kelson. Most of you know Hannah and Kelson, but um, for those who might be listening on a CD or online, uh, Hannah and Kelson actually came here, what, three years ago, two years ago? Almost two. And uh, Hannah was raised close by in Frankfurt. Her folks are David and Cheryl Albright. And, uh, and, but Kelson came from Hawaii. And uh, they met up, and we're just going to share a little bit about, you know, when you really leave home and you leave so far away from home that you really don't, you, you can't run over to your parents' house. You, you don't have that relationship right there to help you on a daily basis. And uh, they, they do our um, Ignite, which is college age, uh, 18 to 28, all through those age groups. They have that group that they meet with. They also help with our youth, and they help with our children. So you may not see them in here for that long. They usually are here, say a few words, and run out the door to the next opportunity that we've given them to minister. But we're real grateful for them to be here. And um, I, I, the same thing, that we have pictures up there of them and uh, their family. Uh, Hannah is a very good friend. I can tell that from looking at Facebook. Really cares about her friends and takes care of her friends does make up in here you can tell by how beautiful she looks hallelujah and so uh girls girls night last night with some two of my closest friends i've missed them so much it's hard being away from people you love but there's no place better than in god's perfect will sometimes you have to leave where you are to get where you're going thankful for god's connection years ago in oklahoma that would keep us all tied to life and uh it's you'll see that picture up there and then a picture of her family she has a lot you have a large family yeah and you have a you have a brother yeah uh oh just one brother. Just one brother, yeah, but lots of friends. Lots of I friends. see that on Facebook, too. Whoops. And here are their best friends. Everybody say best friends. Best friends. You know, uh, God, we love our best friends, but sometimes it's lonely when we can't see our best friends. And so um, I'd just like you to share a little bit, just like Annabelle, you know, about leaving home, moving uh, away, way, way. I'm going to back up because people can't see. Well, that was tough to follow, Annabelle. You should have had her go laugh. <laughs> She's so funny. I love listening to her. You're a comedian. <laughs> Seriously. Well, um, I moved away from home right out of high school to go to Oklahoma to go to a Bible college there. Um, I was the first person in my family to ever move away, but I knew that's where I wanted to go since I was a sophomore. Um, and I remember, you know, being all excited to go, and we get there, and where my mom's helping me unpack. Like, we were folding up towels and putting them in my cabinet in my new apartment. And it just hit me, like, put them back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted to, like, throw everything back into the boxes. And I started panicking a little inside. And I remember, like, the night before that they, they were going to drive back home without me, I remember, like, crying myself to sleep. They were already asleep. And I was just thinking, like, I'm going home with them tomorrow. I can't do this. Like, I moved there. I didn't know anyone. I was living with three girls I'd never met before in my life, and that totally scared me, you know, not having a soul that you know. Um, and I remember thinking, like, I'm going home with them tomorrow. They won't say no because they don't want me to leave any either, <laughs> you know. Um, and then that song came to me, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. And I just started singing that in my head, and it gave me, like, perfect peace. And, I mean, there were, like, a few tears when I left the next morning, but I wasn't, like, 
depressed or, you know, out of control, like I had peace and that really helped me the whole time I was there. Cause there were times, Mark, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> he looks like he's staring up anyways <laughs> I have to call you out. Sorry. Um, you know, there are times that I really missed home, but there's like no better place to be than in God's perfect will. And, um, my roommates, that was interesting. And it's, you know, it's funny because people can, you know, they were all Rama students too. And, just because they say they're there for one reason, you know, like their fruits will show who they really are. My roommates could not get along and they drove me nuts. I was like the only one that got along with everyone and always trying to be the mediator and it was bad. <laughs> but, um, and two of them, like one ended up dropping out and another one like was basically living with her boyfriend and she was at school for a Bible college. And it's just, it's crazy. Like, just because someone, and it's the same thing when you're looking for a spouse, just because they say they love the Lord and they say, you know, for me, it was a big deal to, that my husband would be spirit filled. Like, even if they say like, oh yeah, I believe in that. Like, you got to get to know them. You'll know them by their fruits. And they were not there for the right reasons, a couple of them. Um, so, you know, that was tough. Um, they made bad decisions. And that's the thing, like, Choosing the right friends is so important. I remember that year when um, I was going through all that with my roommates. I remember sitting in class one day and just praying, like, God, I don't, I'm not here for popularity. I don't care if I'm friends with the most popular kids here. I don't care who my friends are. But I was believing him. You know, I want real deal friends that are here because they love you and they want to do things for you. And I want friends that will be lifelong friends. And then it was um, towards the end of my first year, in Oklahoma, I think it was like April, this girl Heather came to, I worked at the Rama Daycare, she came there, it was in April, and she said she had seriously applied for like 50 jobs, and I'm working in a daycare, you know how fun that is, um, in a two-year-old <laughs> classroom, and of all the classrooms that they needed help, that's where they put her, and she had applied for anywhere else before working at a daycare, <laughs> but that's where she ended up, and it, it was only like a month left of school, but I knew like, you know, she's going to be my best friend. Um, and then I went home for summer, came back for the second year, which I didn't want to come back for because <laughs> you just get comfortable at home. And I knew I had to go back, but that's the year I ended up meeting Kelson. And I'm so thankful I obeyed and went back, <laughs> but I did go back and, um, I became friends with her really quickly. We ended up working that year again and the daycare together. Um, and that's the year that he moved up. So her, um, fiance at the time was his best friend they all grew up in Hawaii together so he ended up coming and I met him because of her and I'm just for me it's like I'm so thankful that you know when you have the right friends like God sees the bigger picture it's not just oh this is who I get to have fun with and you know laugh till I cry with like he has a bigger picture if I hadn't obeyed his will to stay at Rama or to go back the second year I wouldn't have her and I wouldn't have met Kelson through them um so, yeah, that's kind of me. What about you, Kelson? Um, well, my best friend, the guy he, she was talking about, um, he was up uh, a year ahead with Hannah and uh, his fiance, And uh, I just, he kept calling me because we grew up together. I knew him since the sixth grade. And he kept calling me. He's like, man, you know, I know who you are. I know you would love this school, man. I know you would go clo closer to God. And at that time, when he called me, I just rededicated my life back to God and started going back to church. And I started telling him, I was like, no, man, that's your calling. That's your calling. You know, I'm supposed to be here, you know, with my family, this and that. 
And so he kept, he called me probably a couple other times, and then I really started praying about it and just felt like I was supposed to go there. You know, God was supposed to bring me uh, out of the situation I was in and bring me to a place where um, all I was relying on was him. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to move somewhere else, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, to a different state or whatever for us to get closer to God. It might be a local move, you know, from transplanting you from, you know, this friendship to a new friendship or this job to a new job. But anyway, um, yeah, I just felt like I was supposed to move. So, uh I knew it in my heart that I was supposed to move. I moved up, and uh, yeah, same situation. Uh, it's just a different culture growing up in Hawaii, you know? And moving here and just just having people. I'm not saying that we're better or we do things different. We do things they differently. They think they're better. Sure. No. <laughs> my mom, I think His we're better. His mom, everywhere we go. Oh, we're from Hawaii. And then she <laughs> says, we have so much favor. <laughs> it's not because of God. It's because you're bragging you're from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, so we're pretty much like the like how people brag about Texas. Like, yeah. oh, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Like, yeah, we're pretty much that just in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> uh, but so... There's no surfing in Indiana, yeah, right? no surfing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one thing. Um, so I moved up here. It was funny because when I, I landed, my, my buddy picked me up. I was like, man, this is exciting. You know, I'm excited to go to school. I'm excited to see the God, th- the things that God has for me. Pull up into uh, our apartment and we open doors, pitch black, and I push the door back. And there's our, like, first time I ever meeting one of our roommates, and he's just sitting in the dark and just staring at the wall. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and he looks up like he's just, like, afraid of the daylight. He's, like, all bright and everything. I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of, uh, uh, we're all together and, uh, yeah, like like Annabelle was sharing, like, you know, there's certain things that you learn growing up and there's certain things that your parents instill in you and you're disciplined about doing certain things and keeping things tidy. And there's other people who aren't that way, you know. <laughs> and so, so yeah, it was kind of difficult, but uh, you're absolutely right. You know, we can learn uh, something from everything, whether it's what to do or what not to do. And, you know, there's people in your lives to, uh, you know, kind of mold you into the person that God wants you to be. So, yeah, uh, it was really awesome just just being in an environment. I mean, I even worked at the church. So I went to school there. I went to church there. And I even worked there. So it was just an amazing environment to always be hearing the word of God, to to literally be spoon-fed the, the word of God every single day. And I could say, like, after we graduate, uh, you know, you got to stay on top of it. You no longer have instructors, you know, three, four hours a day telling you the Word of God and teaching you uh, in God's uh, ways. But, um, yeah, having friends, uh, new friends, and just being in an environment is everything. I can I can honestly say it's like life and death, really. It really is. Uh, Hannah, tell about uh, meeting Kelson and, and uh, how that went as with your friends. Now, this is a group, right? Kind of a group of friends? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> always interesting (laughs) so I like um just like a little backstory when I was like 15 I went to acquire the fire and they talked about consecration and I decided that night that I wasn't going to have a boyfriend I told God I wanted my first boyfriend to be my last and I know a lot of people like you have to date to know what you want and that's fine whatever but for me it was I told God like it can be as if you dropped him on my doorstep and that's what happened basically um so I get to Rama, and, you know, the first year, there was, like, there was a lot of people that 
it, the being too friendly thing for sure. Because I'm just like, no, I don't want to go out with you. I just thought we were friends, you know, yeah. things like that. And just, I don't know, but it never, I didn't get upset about it or anything. So my whole first year, I didn't date anyone or anything like that. And then um, the second year when I met Kelson, we, I had, we met at church. Like we all sat together. It was my first Wednesday night back in his, where he just moved there. Um, and then we went out to dinner after to Cheddar's. That's why we like Cheddar's so much because that's where we met. But um so we went out to Cheddar's, and I, he was, like, sitting down the table with his best friend. And when he's around people from Hawaii, like, whoa, when they talk, it's like, what are you saying? Speak English. And I remember I would have to look at my best friend, like, what did he say to me? Like, because they were, their lingo or something. Whoa. Um, I couldn't even understand him. And then I was sitting across from the roommate that was his roommate that was kind of weird that was sitting in the dark. I was sitting across <laughs> from him. And he's from Michigan, which is close to Indiana. So he was drawing on my takeout box, Indiana and Michigan side by side. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, and I, but I, then I remember, like, distinctly, like, looking on the table at this kid I couldn't even understand. First day meeting him, and I remember the Holy Spirit saying, that's the one you're going to marry. And I didn't slap myself, but mentally I slapped myself. And I was like, ew, get that out of your head. Not that he's not attractive or anything, but it was just freaky to me because I didn't, I wasn't that interested in anyone, you know, and it was weird to think that. Went on, didn't think about it anymore. And we just, you know, developed a friendship because we'd always be hanging out with our best friends. And I won him over eventually. She did, yes. Did you say he tried to get you to date other people? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, there was another guy that they worked with. He apparently liked me, so they all set up this dinner at his house. Where he's from Georgia, so he cooked like fried chicken and okra, and I didn't know I was going to be set up. And my friend, like at the time, I like never did my hair and makeup. I didn't care. She's like, "Let me do your makeup," and <laughs> so whatever. So we go over there, and he eats, and he's a worship leader, which is really cool. And he plays the guitar and plays piano. He's very talented. And he's like, what songs do you like? And I had no idea. I'm just, like, naming songs. And he starts singing, like, some, like, country love songs. He's like, this is how I want to propose to my wife. And it's that song, Check Yes or No. I don't know if you know that. And then I start to realize what's going on. And they're all, like, looking at me. And I'm just like, oh, no. (laughs) And there was one night. Him and his friend were like, oh, yeah, they'd be a cute couple. Like, they told me later. I'm just like, stop. I'm not interested. And then finally, what happened, Kelson? Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah, I, like yeah, that was pretty funny. Like I wasn't like I didn't set it up, but I was like guilty by association because like I was just there, like like he was, like I thought she was into him because she was like all like just watching him play, and he was like trying his hardest to like serenade her. I'm like, oh, he's got this, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, they would be cute together. And then like yeah, she didn't. It didn't work out. You know, she didn't like him, and then like we just like. She was friends with Heather, and then, you know, they're my really good friends, and we just all started hanging out. And, uh, well, uh, before, before I even moved out uh, to Oklahoma, I, when I d- dedicated my life back to Jesus, I just said, God, I don't care about anything else. All I want is for somebody to love you more than anything else in this world. And it's pretty cool that, like, as soon as I got there, like, I got to meet her, even though I didn't think I was going to be with her. Like, there wasn't an instant click. But um, I thought I thought she was really cute. But um, 
the more we started hanging out, like I could tell that she really loved Jesus. And I could really tell that she was really serious about the things of God. And that's what really attracted me to her more than anything else. And it's really cool how like God just made it happen. Like I didn't have to date a few girls. I didn't have to do a couple test runs or whatever people say. <laughs> like, you know, I just knew. Like, you know what I mean? It just happened. And I don't know, it's just amazing. She was the very first spirit-filled girl I ever dated. The very first Christian girl, I should say, I ever dated. And it's the best. Like, honestly, I guess piece of advice for young adults out there. Like, if they don't love God, you don't need to waste your time on them. If they don't know God's ways. Because that's that's what marriage is about. It's what it's intended for. A man and a woman to be in communion with God. And if they're not, then it shouldn't be, you know, waste your time. Could you just share the story for it? Uh, yeah, give God a hand. That, I mean, that's... And, and God can arrange it. Everybody say, God can arrange it. He can arrange it. You know, if we just are willing to be where we are supposed to be and when we're where we're supposed to be, God can bring it. He, everybody say, God can bring it. See, God, we, we sometimes want to make it happen, but God knows how to do it. Uh, just to close, would you tell your little story about your ring since you worked at the jewelry store and how that happened? Um, you want me? I'll share. So, uh, Go ahead. You no, tell no, no. the second part. <laughs> What's the second part? You'll know. Okay. <laughs> He's like, we didn't this talk about this. This relationship okay. on stage. Holy Spirit prompt me. <laughs> well, I worked at Jared's, the jewelry store, for, like, I think it was five years by the time we moved. And, like, I mean, I, don't, I didn't care if I had a big ring or I told him, you know, I would take a rope tied around my finger if that's how you're proposing. I mean, you can upgrade me later, but I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... But I always wanted just, like, a simple ring. But working there, you know, I, this one ring, like, because at Jared's, you have just the settings where you can pick your own, like, quality of diamond and stuff to set into it. So I would try on this ring every day, and it was just a black hole because there was no diamond in it. And I would, like, try it on every day. I'm like, this is not something I ever wanted, but I love this. <laughs> um, but it came, you know, when I knew he was going to be proposing, like, and not to say, like, we were broke Bible students, but, I mean, we were, but it's amazing <laughs> how God seriously provided, like, Living every week. Like, I don't know how. Like, he had lawn furniture as their furniture at their apartment. Like, wicker lawn furniture. And we would watch movies on, seriously, like, a TV this big. <laughs> but it's cool how you're just content no matter what. And God totally provides. So, anyways, like, it's not a ring like we could have afforded, even with my discount, which was really good. Like, it's, I knew it was something we probably couldn't afford unless God did something, and I was okay with that. Yeah, so, uh, it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, we'd, we've been trying to look for a couple months, right? And uh, it's funny. A lot of things for me happened in the shower. Like, <laughs> like I got filled with the spirit in the shower, Um and th- in this instant, I was, I, was, I was showering, I was praying to God because we were just trying to figure out, like, I was going to get another ring, and I called one of my, I call him, like, a mentor. He's really cool. He's done so many amazing things. Uh, Dominic, who did our wedding, yeah. and he, uh, I told him what I was doing. He's like, I don't know. It's just cool to have friends who, who know the Holy Spirit. He's like, I don't know what it is, but just don't do it. Like, I was going to buy this other ring that it wasn't her dream ring. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it, you know? Um, and so I just, I was like, I, I don't see you. I don't see how it's going to happen. So I was in the shower. I was like, God, if you make this happen, I will never doubt you ever again in my life. I mean, cause like the ring that she wanted was like, wow, like, <laughs> are you kidding me? We're on wicker furniture over here. And it's like, sheesh. So, but you know, all things are possible with God. I was like, okay, God, if you, if, me, if you make this happen, like, 
you know, I'll never doubt you ever again. I mean, not saying that, you know, uh, just because we get things without God, but for that instance, that's just where my heart was at that time. And within a week, three days, three, three to five days, I can't remember, we had the setting and the stone and the money in like entire week. And it's like, like we're going through this like whole process for like three months. And it's like, you just give it to God and he makes it happen just like that. And the even cooler part, like, yeah, somebody loaned me the money for it. Like, and like they said, I just want to sow that seed into your life. So like, I didn't even have to like, I mean, I had to put some money on it, but like the amount of money that I would have to, to buy it out. Right. Was not like near what I had to pay. So it's like so amazing, like how God, like you just give him a little bit, a little bit of faith, a mustard side seed faith, you know what I mean? And the amazing things that he can do. And uh, one thing I just want to add about friendships, it's just, uh, you know, friendships is so important because if, if I didn't bring myself out from the environment I was in, you know what I mean? Before I rededicated my life, I had these uh, elder people, uh, people who were like five years older than me. I was working at a restaurant with them. I would go out, you know, party, drink, uh, you know, do drugs, whatever. And it's like I was at the party, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me supernaturally. Like, I didn't even realize it at the time, but after I did it, he said, do you want to be like that in five years? I said, no. I changed my ways, and now I got my new friends up in Oklahoma, start, you know, getting fed the Word of God, and you start sharpening iron, sharpens iron, start being, having those different influences on you. And it's like, if I didn't change my life, I didn't change my friends, I may have not met my wife. So choosing your friends can almost be as important as choosing your future spouse, you know, so. That is a very good word. Let's stand. Give God a clap. Kelson, why don't you pray for the people about, um, you know, maybe the.